for listening to the Cinephiles Digest podcast. This is episode 16. My name is Matt. This is Tom. And this is Travis. On this week's show, we've got some feature reviews of Wind River, the directorial debut from Taylor Sheridan, who's the writer of Sicario and Hell or High Water. We'll also be talking about The Glass Castle, uh, the new film from the Short Term 12 director, whose name is escaping me at this moment. Uh, We'll also talk about some of the things we've been watching, uh, the return of the Rotten Tomatoes game. We've missed it for a couple weeks. Uh, But before we get into that... What have you guys been up to past couple weeks? Oh, man. I'm getting ready to go to Paris. Oh, yeah, buddy. On Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. You're going for what? Like 10 days? Uh, we have eight days uh, there, not including our flights. So, Are you just doing Paris? Time. Uh, we're going to be spending a couple of nights in Champagne, which is nearby. And then um, the friends we're going with, they're, they're going to take another couple of days and go to the border of France and Switzerland to Alsace. Mm. So, yeah, but we're just we're just laying low. We don't really like to do things <laughs> even when we're doing things. So, so you're going to try and relax, just chill in the hotel. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, I hope not. Uh, you know, some museums, a couple touristy things and then the rest of it will just be Cheese and bread yeah. and <laughs> cafes and, and munch on baguettes. Yeah, just smoke so many unfiltered cigarettes. Wear berets. Uh, absolutely. I have all my striped shirts ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And uh, we're getting group Manny Petties on Wednesday Ooh. to prepare. This will be my very Cute. first Manny and or Petty. So, looking forward to that. Getting my <laughs> cuticles all uh, sorted out. Man, my cuticles are fucked. I should probably do that. I know. I'm worried that when I go in, they'll like say some shit to me. I've got like a major hangnail on one of these bad boys. Yeah. Can't find it now, though. No. <laughs> Maybe I chewed it off. I don't remember. Yeah, it reappears every couple weeks. Sure. <laughs> uh, what about you, Travis? I went to Metallica earlier this week. What was a uh, so I haven't really talked to you about that. What was no. the, like what was the set list like? Was it like every everything big, they like didn't old play and new my or? favorite song and that bummed me out. Which is what? Sanitarium. Oh, Welcome off of Master of Puppets. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Uh one was definitely the highlight. Sanitarium. <laughs> leave me be. That's a good one. <laughs> Who needs Metallica? One. Who needs it? Oh, yeah. Okay. When you've got <laughs> Matt, like, Matt Talica right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. did, did they close with one, or was that just they the highlight? With Enter Sandman. Oh, gross. Yeah. That's my favorite Metallica song. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite Metallica song is the one that goes up. Give me a few, give me five, oh, give me yeah. a dab zip wow. They didn't play that either. <laughs> uh, they played most of their hits, but then the other half was just... It almost was just like filler songs. I feel like when Metallica's playing their hits, they're really good. But then when they're playing their off hits or whatever you want to call them, they're just, it's just kind of like background noise. A lot of guitar just going for minutes. Did they play um, uh, Ride the Lightning? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. And um, the production was pretty awesome. Like the stage show? Yeah. They had huge panels for video and then also they had lasers they had pyrotechnics it's huge during wow. one it was like recreating a war scene so there was like bombs coming in from each way and 
It was tight. <laughs> nice. Sounds intense, man. And it was the loudest concert I've ever been to. Oh, I bet. By far. It was so fucking loud. Piercing my ear. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, and then we also saw AFI. Oh, yeah. The week prior. That was pretty sweet. Yes, definitely. It was, had you seen them before? One other time. Oh, the Crash during, Love Tour, yeah. right? Okay. Probably the worst time to see them, but... That was still a really good tour, though. <laughs> yeah. This does, is our, like, fifth time seeing them, so... Does AFI stand for something? A fire inside. Mmm. Deep. Do they have a song <laughs> called A Fire Inside? No. Oh, they should make one. They have an, e- they have an EP called A Fire Inside. Oh. All right. <laughs> make a song called A Fire Inside Did you like 25 Cirque years Survive? into their career. <laughs> huh? Did you like Cirque Survive? Uh, I thought they sounded good, but I don't yeah. like them. Well, and they played a lot of stuff I wasn't familiar with, and it was kind of boring. It just all sounded the same. Yeah, I mean, all their music sounds the same. And I'm just... I mean, I saw Taking Back Sunday the night before, and it's the same kind of thing where I was listening to it, and I'm like, man, I'm too old for this shit. Like, yeah. I, when Taking Back Sunday played, like, their old shit, I was into it, but most of the songs they played were, like, after the albums I listened to, and the crowd was super into it, and I was like, man, can't get into this band anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I went to a bunch of shows. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, AFI, saw Pine Grove um last night i went to a show that had an open bar just drank a bunch maybe a little too much but then okay. i got fidget spinners from work from work branded with our work emblem everyone got a fidget spinner <laughs> i don't i wonder I whose idea it. that was it was like, the party planning committee was it uh, actually well yeah because it's it was like your little desk gift for the employee appreciation lunch we're having next week it was either that or christmas bonus i think they made the right choice i was stoked i got this though i I refused to buy one but if i ever got one as a gift or something you were excited for that possibility yeah so friday morning i was just like it's gonna be a good day (laughs) man they're all over i was at 7-eleven oh yeah last week and i just turned around while i was waiting at the counter and i was confronted with like 40 different fidget spinner options yeah yeah well that gas station we went to here on the island mm. like a couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. to get like snacks or whatever oh, yeah. they had fidget spinners there too yeah every gift shop in westport had fidget really spinners. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what a nightmare like seattle themed no, no no just right at the front you know impulse buys yeah gotta get one of these <laughs> right next to the snickers <laughs> yeah I mean, can we get some like Seahawks fidget spinners up in here or something? Sure, there's, bring there's back the Sonic fidget, fidget spinner. Mm. Yeah, my friend's son has like fifteen of these. He said, "Why would you need 15? more than one?" I don't understand. Um, yeah, I like people who them. need these something Pokemon to <laughs> fidget with are naturally prone to losing items. That's why you have to have backups. Uh, you can also balance a fidget spinner on each finger. And just have exactly, like that's true. I didn't fidget spinners going before you guys came over. I had no idea that there was actually wow, there's any method to this. You guys just hold it like that and spin. Yeah, it? it's like they're like the least. They're actually pretty. I think pretty hard to pull off, but it's like the least impressive looking trick ever. Well, I feel like it's more impressive than like vape tricks. I guess so, but just like the fidget spinner <laughs> depends on the audience. goes from one hand to another hand, and I'm like, whoa! Uh, shouldn't it, there be more than this? It's like uh, the water bottle toss, or uh-huh. whatever. Totally. But sometimes those are like, oh damn, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the dude, perfect videos. Like, how many times did you try that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're bound to make it. I know. 
the parents are downstairs being like, have you even seen Steve today? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, before we get into our first review, uh, earlier in the summer, we decided we were going to do a summer movie draft in which three of us did a sneak draft and drafted five summer blockbusters. And then the winner would be the person who the five movies combined had the largest domestic gross. So uh, we didn't even bother adding up the totals because it's clear that I won. It was rigged, man. It was a rigged system. It was rigged. The How draft was, it rigged? was bullshit. I didn't even get Matt, first pick. No, third pick was the best pick. Yeah, third pick was clearly the best pick. You guys doubted me when I picked Despicable Me in Cars. No, we didn't doubt you. We were just annoyed that you went with both the animated movies because we knew they were surefire hits. So, do you want to go You're over... You're a coward. Yeah, that's, that's my MO. In a good way. Uh, you want to go over the picks, Travis? Sure. So, I had Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Alien Covenant, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Mummy, and Captain Underpants. Mm. Definitely killed it with that. <laughs> the Mummy and Captain Underpants. The yeah. Uh, Tom had... Captain Underpants was a real stinker. <laughs> Singer. <laughs> Tom had Transformers The Last Night, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Dunkirk, King Arthur, and The Dark Tower. So I saw one of the five movies. Good choices there. <laughs> I wouldn't even go watch them myself to support my own picks. And they're all your demographic, too. All your picks. My demographic? Yeah. 20-something male. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I like Transformers so. is more like 15-year-old no, male. Well, <laughs> if there was any Transformers Tom's that is geared toward 20, 20-somethings, it's definitely the last night. I suppose. All right. And then for Matt, he had Cars 3, Despicable Me 3, Wonder Woman, War for the Planet of the Apes, and Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Baywatch bomb, but... Man. Yeah, you killed it with the top three. The top three. I don't even want to know how much they made compared to my <laughs> It's embarrassing. Did Dunkirk at least do well? I think it did well for Dunkirk, but... It wasn't like a... It didn't make gangbusters or anything, you know, like... It's not a Marvel movie. It's not The <laughs> Dark Knight. people Night. go to see those movies? I don't get it. See what, what is what? wrong with people? Why aren't they going to see Dunkirk in theaters? I saw it three times. <laughs> Oh my god. You're your own you're a different type of problem. <laughs> you're your own monster. Yeah. No one made you. You made yourself this way. <laughs> Alright. Well, any uh any last thoughts on that? I mean we were well, gonna try and come up with like what the winner gets, but yeah. I mean Well, I think we should have some sort of replacement um replacement pick'em situation. Maybe for like some awards or something. Yeah, so do we get punished for losing at all? Or is it just. I don't remember just what we. Rights? I, don't well, we remember what I think we, we left it up to the listeners. Yeah, I'm sure we were idea. bombarded with <laughs> yeah, suggestions. Yeah. Um, Matt can't figure out the password for the email, so. <laughs> I, think, um, I think whoever wins gets to control the name of the podcast. <laughs> so it's in so, your hands right now. So if I win for the awards, it's going to become like. You know, Tom's movie madness or something. No, no. I thought we decided the Cinephiles Comcast. <laughs> when was that decided? The last episode. How about the Matt, Tom, and Travis show? Hmm. You know what that's playing on? No. Like 182. The Mark, the Tom, Mark and Tom, Travis and Travis show. show. Oh. We were so close. If Matt could just change his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change my name legally yeah. to Mark. Uh, I'm at the show I went to last night. Uh, I. 
met someone. She was a friend's friend, and she was calling me Matrick, and it was driving mm. me crazy. It's a dope name, like dude. Patrick with an M. Yeah, so I introduced <laughs> myself as Matt. And she was like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Matrick." And I was like, "What did you just say?" And she said, "Matrick," and I was just like, "Okay, cool. You can call me that if you want." Hmm. Cool How about story, Matlock. Matlock. <laughs> Are you one of those people who don't care if people mess up your name or? I mean, it's hard to mess up. Who Matt. messes up well, yeah. Matt? <laughs> well, or like call you different things, or I don't you know, really like, care. Mick. I mean, do people ever mispronounce your last name? Oh, they always mispronounce <laughs> my last name. Do you feel the need to correct them? No. Well, I guess what I was. I usually just say that. close enough. Yeah, Matt Cerberus <laughs> Sombrero. Well, my brother's name is Tyler, so I'm always called Tyler. But I don't even correct people when they call me Tyler, just because I know. No. No. Like, there's they call no him point. Travis too. There's like... no point to correct people because they're still going to do it. So I grew up with it. So I, I just answer to Tyler as right. well. But some people get bent out of shape when you like, no, it's Travis. Like they have to correct you, and it's like not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it depends on why you're you think people get your name wrong. If it's because you have a brother, then it's like whatever. Brother T. I mean, that's... yeah. Who also works at the same place you work, yeah, and have worked for a long time. Yeah. Like, well, even it's like my aunts you're... and uncles did that growing up, but it's just because we're so close in age, and yeah. yeah. Well, my dad calls me Nicole all the time. <laughs> 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 he calls Nicole Matthew. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him, but he does it all the time. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else before we get into our first review? I think we covered everything. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty lengthy intro. I still yeah. think you should consider Matlock. Matlock? Yeah. All right. I'll add to the list of <laughs> yeah. suggestions. Cool. Okay. Well, first review is going to be Wind River. Uh, we have a clip. Let's take a listen. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking for Chip Hansen. Are you around? Not here, bro. Who are you? Are you? I'm the FBI. Are you Sam? No. You high right now, Sam? How many times have I arrested you? Chief. What's up, bro? Where's your brother? He's in prison where you put him. What, no parole? Well, look at that. The justice system at work. Okay, Wind River, as I said at the top of the show, is written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Uh, stars Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, Kelsey Asbiel. Uh, plot synopsis reads, An FBI agent teams with a town's veteran game tracker to investigate a murder that occurred on a Native American reservation. What did you guys think of Wind River? Go ahead, Travis. Kick us off. Uh, I really liked it. Mm. I loved the setting of it. It put me in a place I'm very unfamiliar with. Didn't realize how uh, terrible it can be out there. In Wyoming? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love not snow movies. My... Like, you know, that setting? Yeah. Like... I'm a sucker for any... I feel like a movie like this comes out every four or five years where it's like a crime sort of thing, a suspense for sure, and it's set in like out in the wo- in the woods, snowy, winter... Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. But also there's this movie that came out before that with Kate uh, Blanchett and Tommy Lee Jones. Do you remember that? I know there is a movie, a crime movie called Frozen River. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen that. Well, it's supposed to be good. It's right? one yeah, where it like good. her daughter's missing and they, they have to go track. Kate and Blanchett stuff. and Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Well, anyway, you know what I'm talking about, though. This movie is in a vein of movies that I will always enjoy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah, it feels a little familiar. And I mean, I'm getting into some of the negatives right away, but it feels a little familiar to other movies. And some of the dialogue was a little heavy handed. Yeah. But besides that, I pretty much loved everything about it. Yeah, I think... Taylor Sheridan's a great writer, but there's always some, in all three of his movies that he's written so far, there's always some just kind of, like you said, heavy-handed dialogue bits yeah. or exchanges that are just a little bit too on the nose or, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because he can be, like, very poetic at times, but some of it doesn't, because he likes to bring up a lot of themes and issues in his movies as well, especially from his perspective living down south. And I'm not really as familiar with those, but. Well, that's when it feels most forced is when he's trying to like get a theme across as opposed to when the characters are just conversing. Like he Mm -hmm. has, he writes really natural dialogue, except when he's trying to like make a point, you know? Right. That's when it comes across as. Yeah. Like the theme of uh, the Native American and the white man in this movie was, I don't think as well done as it could have been no there was that line that uh <clears throat> jeremy renner's character says something like they took our, our land Toward from the us end. or something and then the guy says like the only thing native american about you is like your your yeah. ex-wife yeah. and the kids you couldn't save or something yeah. like that yeah yeah well and then he also says like this is all we have left is even though it's a shitty situation this is all we have left. oh that's to hold what on he said to. Right, so right, it's right. like mm-hmm. I thought the reveals through the movie were also not, like, great. Because you know there's clearly a past for the main character, but it takes, like, a while to get there. And then when you get there, it's like, it, I don't know. I don't know if it really added that much to the film rather than if you had just known up front what... Like, the, compare it to... Uh, uh, what's that movie from last year with Casey Affleck? Manchester by the Sea. That reveal of like loss in his past was like oh shit yeah that matters in the context of the story <clears throat> this one was like okay we have some character motivation now but we kind of knew that it just took me forever to figure right. out that, that storyline didn't really do much for me his no. storyline with his ex-wife yeah yeah not trying to be like insensitive but <laughs> right it, i was more interested in the other stuff going oh, on the, the like the crime stuff and yeah. the, the tracking stuff was all great mm-hmm. it was really tense well and speaking of like reveals like i thought you know i, I kind of had a feeling where the movie was going but then uh i mean i don't want to spoil anything but you yeah. you basically find out who committed the crime and yeah. it's like a really tense the, sequence that there was done very well that was that was really good it, you I learned a lot back so you much learned really? a lot in like a few minutes with no exposition it was one scene you got you figured everything out yeah well are you talking about like the what happened flashback yeah. in the trailer yes so no i i didn't hate it because i thought it was poorly done i hated it because it was so like you know what's you know how it ends oh right? yeah so yeah. there's no like hope really in that scene is very bleak because you know it's all gonna go real real fucking bad mm-hmm. yeah so that was that was difficult i was like squirming in my seat for that whole scene <laughs> yeah and i mean this uh uh elizabeth olsen's character definitely reminded me of emily blunt's character in sicario and that yes. she's you know she's a strong female but she's maybe a little bit in over her head 
and doesn't necessarily handle a situation as well as she could have. Granted, it's an incredibly tense situation that those two characters find themselves in. Yeah. But it just seems like the similarities were a little bit too... I wish he had branched out a little bit more. I heard that he wrote these three movies in like six months. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. (laughs) I wonder how many more movies he just has. Like the same six months? I think in a span of six months, he he wrote wrote three three screenplays. Wow. Which is impressive, but they all they all feel kind of the same, in a way. I mean, it, that would make sense if he wrote them in quick succession; that they feel yeah. pretty similar. It's almost it almost feels like you could put them together like as a like trilogy. a trilogy. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was the third one? Um, Sicario and and Hell or High Water. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. They all have a uh, underlying tension throughout the whole movie. That's like you know, kind of like a storms brewing kind mm-hmm. of feel which is great and all three of those movies are really good i will say i think wind river is a lesser quality than sicario and hell or high water yeah probably him directing might have had a hand in that just because it's his first time and it's the material is not movies. as interesting though yeah like i would agree this is my least favorite of the three, but I really like all of them. Still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely anything that he writes or directs moving forward, I'll be on board yeah, just based definitely. on what he's done so far because I've really liked everything he's done. Um, what did you guys think of Jeremy Renner in this movie? I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was he pretty was good, good too. He was, he was Renner in it. The up. only thing <laughs> that was weird about his character is some of the lines of dialogue made him seem wiser or older than he actually is like it his character almost feel feels like he should have been an older actor like jeff bridges in yeah. high water yeah. <laughs> it, it still worked but just some of the times it's like aren't you pretty close in age with this person and you're trying to talk down to them as if you're the elderly who's been through it all he's like he's 20 like years 10 old. years old are you talking about elizabeth olsen yeah he's got he's like at least 10 years older than yeah that. but 10, i mean like a substantial amount of He's lived a lot of life. He's too. also I mean, in his element. True, she's completely out yeah, of hers. Right. I didn't. That but they didn't were like life lessons she was talking about, not necessarily specific to the setting. It, it's minor what I'm bringing up, but yeah, I, I liked him. I mean, he's so likable in all of his stuff. Has he ever been just like a despicable character? Not that I've seen him. Yeah, uh, but he's kind of a piece of shit in American Hustle, isn't he? I mean, everyone's a piece I of shit so. in that movie, but um, yeah, I, I thought he was good. I really liked his character. I like yeah, he was just cool. all of the outdoor elements that they do because it, they they clearly put in a lot of effort to make it all seem realistic. Like the way he carries his gun is like appropriate, you know, and mm-hmm. the weird outfits. Oh, that right. He when wears. he runs with it. <laughs> yeah, runs with it like cradled against his chest. Brought me back to hunter safety back in the day. <laughs> the only thing with the tracking stuff is that it felt a little exposition heavy, and he would all he would say the same thing. He'd be like, "Here, let me show you," and then they'd walk over to it, mm-hmm. and then he'd like point out exactly, and then he said, "Here, let me show you," like five times in the movie. There are also some pretty convenient things. It's like, oh well, you just didn't look in the backyard where there's a trail leading out into the woods. You missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, overall, really solid movie, good performances. I was reading that he, uh, told his, like, casting director, uh, for any of the parts who were Native American characters that they had to be, like, vetted, and he wanted to make sure that they were hiring legitimate actors with Native American backgrounds, because he didn't want to, um, they call it, like, red face, where you cast someone who looks vaguely Native American, Mm. 
in a role as Native American, even though they have no link to that ancestry. He went out of his way to make sure that they, they like, it took a long time. So fine. Catherine Bigelow failed in that by putting John Boyega in her movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but I thought that was cool. That was, that was a nice touch. He actually went out of his way to, yeah. to make sure that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the scene, uh, the best scene in the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, without getting into spoilers, well, I mean, do we just want to do like a brief spoiler section? Because there's some like really cool scenes I want to talk about, yeah. but it would give away right parts of the movie. You just well, like I a was going to say um, we were talking about Fargo during the break, and mm-hmm. how it's similar. Um, Mostly the music and the setting, obviously. The, yeah, but. the music, the setting, and there's subtle humor in it as well, which the Coen Brothers have. Uh, Fargo not is as much. pretty funny. Well, yeah, but I would. Maybe like No Country for Old Men. There's subtle humor in that. Sure, yeah. And there's some like flashes of violence, which the Coen brothers are famous for mm-hmm. in at least a few of their movies. So mm-hmm. you can definitely tell he's a fan of the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I really like the music in this movie. It wasn't um, super noticeable, I didn't think, throughout the whole film. But there are moments where they do that like kind of ghostly like someone's wooing you know you know what i'm talking about yeah and they didn't overdo that which i i liked but it was it felt very uh it felt very much like it was a call out to the native american themes but uh it was creepy as shit Mm -hmm. yeah i did like that uh okay you guys want to do just like a brief spoiler discussion just so we can get into like some nitty-gritty with some some scenes okay cool spoilers for wind river start now uh, the scene that I wanted to talk about was when Elizabeth Olsen goes to uh, their house that and uh, where she's interviewing uh, the Native American man and she wants to talk to his wife. Oh, God. And she goes into the uh, bedroom and she's like cutting herself. Yeah. That was brutal. <clears throat> and then when he like breaks down when Jeremy Renner gets there and he's just crying hysterically, like I thought that That's whole the guy segment from, uh, was really Hell good. Or High Water. Yeah, yeah, it's the same guy. He's yeah. also in. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, there's something else he was in recently. No, I can't remember. Anyway, I really like that scene. Um, and then uh, the first like main shootout where yeah. they go to that house. And they uh, get pepper sprayed. Pepper sprayed, yeah. God, that scene was That tense. reminded me of mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, kind of. Like the ending of Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah, she yeah has, I like, that. The blurred vision. Yeah, totally. and she's going through the house. And, yeah. yeah, that was cool. That um, wasn't like... Stay outside for a couple more minutes. <laughs> I know that was she charged Get right your in. Shit I was like, together. I don't think you're ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your bro? Where's like, your backup? I don't know. She's uh, just she's got she's something to trooper. prove a little yeah. bit, maybe. Uh, that was a good scene, though. Yeah, but the the most tense scene was when they go to that like compound. Though, yeah, and then they just like pull their guns on everyone, yeah. and it's just like a standoff because. Before I knew what happened, I was like, wait, why are, Why is this happening? Like, it seemed stupid to me that, that they were just like, you're, you're trespassing, and, you know, they're cops. So I was mm-hmm. like, why are they doing this? But then they de-escalate the situation, and then it makes sense because mm-hmm. then there's With that the other standoff. Oh. Well, yeah, because at that point, you don't know that they're actually responsible. So I thought it was weird. It seemed unrealistic that that would happen. I was like, that seems like a bit much. But then when, she, when Elizabeth Olsen is standing at the door... And the guy says, get away from the door. And then she just gets blasted and it yeah. goes flying. Oh, my God. That whole sequence was crazy. Well, I've, I've, I mean, maybe not ever, but I've never seen something get so out of hand so quickly in a movie. It escalated yeah. very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And it was so <laughs> tense. 
And then once Jeremy Renner shows up and he's oh, like, they were people so were flying redeeming. like bodies were flying yeah. like ten feet well, back. Well, that gun he has that like it's like a high powered like hunting rifle. <laughs> I know it's like it is seriously. I think it's like a shotgun that he had made his own slugs for, and they oh, were right. just like designed to just fucking blast anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of him letting the last guy? go i mean he dies but like bringing him up to the top of the mountain and just i like some, that it was a cool scene you know but i don't he, you know why he did it yeah i know why he did it but it just too convenient i don't know <laughs> i just it just seemed like a little overboard it was a little much yeah i thought it was a little bit much <clears throat> it was a cool scene and i like that um you know you just see he doesn't get very far when he's collapsing right well because it, it makes the point that he's a little bitch because she ran six miles in the snow he could barely run 600 feet and it's to show that well to tell that he would die in the same fashion as her. right that's not what bothers me what bothers me is that they didn't just like turn him in like it had to be like a, a kind of a sick kind of fucked well, up revenge what, thing that's you what know the dad like, wanted well i know but that doesn't mean you should do that like yeah well, no but i mean don't you guys enjoy revenge movies? <laughs> yeah, it just felt kind of out of problem. place. I didn't have a problem so much with the revenge. Uh, what I had, what I had a hard time with getting behind was the fact that the he's kind of got two messages. One is revenge for his daughter, and one is this whole Native American thing again, which, as we've discussed, was like kind of a questionable. Like, is he a valid person to be speaking on the behalf of Native Americans? So it was like if he had just been like you, you killed these this girl, and you know my daughter also died in the snow. Like, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a little bit. I don't know. That would have worked for me a little bit better than the whole like, you know, you're just another white guy taking away from the Native Americans being delivered by a white guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I was a piece of shit though. <clears throat> oh yeah, he was a great. He was a great little weaselly piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I hated him instantly. I was like, this guy needs to go. Yeah, I was surprised they cast uh, John Bernthal in such a small role because he's only in that like flashback yeah, sequence, that one scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I also thought that was weird. I like that. That guy. was a Me good too. scene between them, just laying mm-hmm. in bed. Yeah. No, that whole that whole like, scene before was the great. shit goes down. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up, though. Like, and I really like the... There was a moment where they're talking about, like, how strong she is, basically. Like, she went six miles. Like, he has, like, a little monologue. I don't remember which character. Is it Jeremy Renner? Someone has, like, a monologue about, like, how strong she was and how amazing... Yeah, it's you know. right when they find her body and the FBI agent gets there. And he's explaining how she must have come from... Yeah. I thought that was that was a really nice, a nice moment. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, anything else on uh, Wind River? I think we covered mostly everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. We're seeing for sure. Especially if you just like intense crime dramas. It's good stuff. It's very intense. Star ratings? Four and a half. Four and a half. Four. Sweet. Okay. Uh, moving on to our next review. Uh, we are going to be discussing The Glass Castle. Uh, only Travis and I saw this one. So um, we have another clip. Let's listen. Swanky, but I don't see one of your mama's paintings. What are you doing here? <laughs> Just networking with all these fantastic people. 
Every time someone leaves, you act like a child. You'd think you'd be used to it by now. What's that supposed to mean? It's not a surprise, Dad. Look around. This ain't you. You ain't like those pawns, and you know it. Don't turn this on me. You're a walls. You were born to change the world, not just add to the noise. You cannot marry that fool. You're better than him, and you're better than that goddamn gossip column. You're a real writer. I like my life, Dad. Well, then why is all your crap so packed up in those boxes? Alright, so The Glass Castle is the latest film from writer and director Destin Daniel Cretton, who Cretan. did Short Term 12. I, I want to say Cretton, but I feel like that's wrong. Um, who did Short Term 12, also with Brie Larson. Uh, so this movie stars Brie Larson, Woody Harrelson, Naomi Watts, Ella Anderson, and some other some other people I don't recognize. Max Greenfield. Why do I know that name? He is from... Well, he was in The Big Short, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in The Big Short. He was one of the douchey, like, a uh, mortgage... New girl. Oh. Oh, right. It's, uh... What? What's his face? Schmidt. Yeah. No. Schmitty. Schmitty? Yeah. Lame. Anyway, uh, plot synopsis on this reads, <laughs> A young girl comes of age in a dysfunctional family of nonconformist nomads with a mother who's an eccentric, eccentric artist and an alcoholic father who would stir the children's imagination with hope as a distraction to their poverty. Uh, Travis, what did you think of The Glass Castle? I loved it. Loved? Loved it, yeah. Uh, the story was awesome. And it was literally a roller coaster oh of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very consistently funny and sad throughout, and that made for a very engaging experience. Mm. I I really liked it. Um, I it definitely was emotional. Uh, I think the performances in the movie are really strong. Yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson's fantastic. Um, I wish there was more Brie Larson in it. Because the way the story is constructed is that most of it is from their childhood. So it's when the uh, the kids are all between the ages of, I don't know, maybe two, from the beginning of the youngest is maybe two to like eight. And then they get older as the story progresses. But Yeah, there's like at least three stages of their lives. Right. So it's kind of two, it's two parallel stories. So you have present day, so Brie Larson... Uh, what does she do for work? I already forgot. She's like a gossip column columnist or something like that, like a gossip writer. Yeah, for a newspaper. Right. She has a a column. Yeah. Um, and most of her family still lives. They've moved to New York City. Um, so then there's a present day of her interacting with her parents, and then most of the movie is early childhood up through present day. It kind of shows where everyone goes their separate ways. Um. So performances are really strong. I definitely cried a couple times. Um, I don't cry, but it was emotional. (laughs) (laughs) My problem with the movie, though, is that it's pretty sentimental. Yeah. I'm usually okay with that. But why I struggled with it in this movie, Woody Harrelson, his character is a piece of shit. He has redeeming qualities, though. But he's consistently an awful parent yes but then by the end of it 
they do this like montage thing where it's like all the times he was a good father and kind uh. and you're supposed to empathize with him and there's this like moment of catharsis where brie larson kind of like comes to terms with her relationship with her father and you're supposed to it's almost like they're a happy family kind of at the end yeah and i just feel like for all of the shitty things he did the just it, her coming to terms with her relationship with her father didn't bother me it's that he was shitty 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 Good dad for a brief moment. Shitty, 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 shitty. Good dad. But then at the end, they just like pile on all this like sappy, uh, manipulative story moments where you're supposed to now believe that she has a revelation where she's just like, oh yeah, he was a great father. You know, it was just a little bit too much for me. Uh, emotionally, it was great. Like, yeah. I was crying, definitely. It was, it was a great moment, but. A little I can, over the top. You yeah, know? I, can, I can definitely hear you out, but it mostly worked for me. Like, I agree his shittiness outweighed his goodness, but it, like, made her the person that she is, and it touches on that. And, um, yeah, I was going to say that just Woody in general, I just think he's a great actor as far as how he can play drama and comedy very well. Like, mm-hmm. one minute you're you can be scared of him, but then another moment... He's making you laugh and um, not to this extreme, but I could relate to this a little bit in a way, just like my relationship with my dad. And I love the relationship between Brie Larson and her dad, even though he did have because, I mean, he deals with his like inner demons and he has a he's an alcoholic and he smokes like, I don't know how many cigarettes. Yeah, a day. he's always like, smoking. Yeah, he's but he. He has a good outlook on life. It may be a little extreme. It's kind of like Captain Fantastic in a way. Yeah, that was definitely what I thought of yeah. watching Maybe this a movie. little less whimsical. I would say they're about on par with each other, Captain Fantastic and the Glass Castle. For me, anyway. Because I like Captain Fantastic you enjoy them? Yeah. 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 Um, I just, yeah. I just, I feel like at the end of it, they just bungled the execution a little bit. That's what prevented me from really, like, being effusive about this movie. Um, And it's not getting great reviews. Which I'm surprised by. Oh, I I mean, mean, it's the same thing with Book of Henry, which you can draw some parallels between that movie, too. This is my Book of Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Because, Matt, you you were over the moon on that movie. So what what do they have in common that you, you feel like is preventing them from getting... A little too sentimental. Too sentimental. Um, People found Book of Henry, like, unbelievable. And it is. I just like yeah. let myself. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just let myself. I just gave into it, and I was on board the whole time. Um, I wish there was more Naomi Watts in this movie. Like, I wish she had a little bit more to do. She really doesn't have that much screen time. Like, she's around, but I wanted yeah. her to have like she didn't really have her standout moment for me anyway. I feel like Woody Harrelson has quite a few. Yeah, it, Naomi Watts is my favorite actress, so I was kind of disappointed she wasn't given a... It mostly know. focused on the relationship between Brie Larson and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. And I did find her to be an interesting character. I wish they could have fleshed her out a little bit more. Um, fleshing out some of the siblings a little bit more would have been nice, too. Because we should say there's four kids, right? Yeah. Brie Larson's the second oldest. Yeah? Because the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. her sister leaves the house first. Right. Um, and then Brie Larson, and then she has two younger siblings. Um, but yeah, a very emotional movie. 
I did like some funny. of the small moments and payoffs in the movie. I don't want to spoil anything, um, but like one example would be her scar and like what her dad tells her about her scar. Like, oh yeah, like the burn scar that she mm-hmm. has. I really like that moment at the end. Uh, the one moment I didn't oh, really like cute. <laughs> that I thought was pretty sentimental was when they're like camping on the desert <clears throat> and they like chase the monsters away with a knife or whatever. Like I thought that was kind of dumb and i didn't really like the the dialogue in that scene where he's talking about like this knife is specially designed to kill monsters you right. know and that was playing with the whole demons thing though right yeah i thought that was too heavy-handed i didn't i wasn't a yeah. big fan of that but she was a little kid so you could see him you know making light of the situation or you know making it some sort of fantastical element yeah i just it, that <clears> moment <throat> didn't work for me um Definitely not as it good is, of a movie as Short Term 12. I don't know how much you like that movie. But. I really like that. I would say that's probably better. Um, this one's definitely trying to cover a lot more, though, I feel like. Yeah. Like, it's trying to do a lot more. It's more ambitious oh, definitely. than Short Term 12. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> um, I wasn't super impressed with the visuals in the movie. It's pretty standard. No, I mean, it's it's a straight-up drama. And I do think this is one of the best dramas of the year. Like, yeah. like a pure yeah, drama. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't have too much more to say on it. I definitely enjoyed the movie. Uh, I would recommend seeing it, even though it's getting mixed reviews. It's got the Cinephiles Digest stamp of approval. Yep. Um, anything else you want to mention before we move on? Nah. Okay, sorry. Five. Damn. Whoa. What? That was great. <laughs> I feel like that came out of nowhere. <laughs> he said he loved it at the time. Well, yeah, but all right. It's a four for me. Like all the stuff that Matt said, I could agree with to an extent, but it didn't hinder your me. experience, right? Sure. I mean, if Matt can give Larry a four point five, you I have. Give a, us a five. I think you okay. have the least consistent star ratings of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a statement with each one. I guess so. What's your statement with this one? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four out of five for me. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, you guys want to get into what else we've been watching? Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Um, a couple nights ago, I saw Girls Trip. Uh, have you guys nice. heard about this movie? I've seen the poster for it. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, but not much. It's about... Several women go on a trip to yeah. Vegas. Comedy. Uh, New Orleans. To New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Where they gamble on a riverboat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Must be thinking about a different movie. So it's these four college friends who were thick as thieves and then they just drift apart over time so they hadn't seen each other in five years and one of the characters uh she is like a celebrity basically she's married to a football player so she is this does talk shows and all that kind of shit so she's gonna be a uh keynote speaker at some convention in new orleans so they get they're called the flossy posse back together so that they can have a party weekend in new orleans oh yeah (laughs) it was hilarious like this is the best comedy like pure comedy of the year except for maybe big sick well i mean yeah it's been a pretty weak year it's been a pretty weak couple of years for Mm comedy. yes the big sick is definitely better but i don't know if i'd call it a pure right i would say it's more in the dramedy and i think there's a difference too between like a comedy movie and then like a romantic comedy and then like an ensemble comedy yeah like stepbrothers isn't in the same category as the big sick although they're they're both comedies yeah in a sense totally (laughs) um 
Yeah, it was it was really funny. I was it's I mean it's getting really Did good you go reviews. See it with someone, I saw it with Paris. Nice. Did she uh, like it? Uh, not as much as me. Oh. Um, it's a guy's movie. That's is it? I mean, I see those types of movies, and I just instantly think, oh, someone's trying to recreate bridesmaids or something. Does it have its own kind of voice, or is it along the same lines? Oh, totally. I mean, um. Is it the hangover? For well, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a black comedy. A lot of the humor uh, comes from them being black women, making fun of white people. You know, they, they make jokes about how they're going to get white girl wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost everyone in the movie is a person of color. It's directed by a person of color. And that really comes through. And I feel like that's what kind of makes this movie special. Because mm. it's not like a fucking Tyler Perry movie, you know? Like, it's actually legitimately funny. I don't think I've ever seen a Tyler Perry movie. I think I saw the Halloween one. Oh. Madea's I don't know Madea's why. Halloween or whatever. Something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking remember. But um, it's really funny. There's some emotional moments that actually work pretty well. Um, one of the characters gives a speech at the end that, you know, I mean, tear up per se but you know i felt a little i was a little wet up there you know got a little tingling sensation um the main character in the movie is regina hall do you guys know who regina hall is uh she's in the scary movie oh yeah movies the really loud one yes who eats chicken (laughs) yes she's she's really good in this but the person who steals the movie uh is tiffany haddish she's fucking hilarious like her comedic timing is spot on even though everything she says isn't funny it was still making me laugh just because she's so funny like she's just like a natural talent like she made the movie for me and anything else that you know uh i had to have her pulled up on imdb um i don't think i've seen her in anything oh she was in keanu let me get a pick she was in keanu meet the spartans (laughs) oh god she was in that she was in a movie called Janky Promoters. <laughs> That's what she looks like. Mm, I don't recognize her. She's fucking hilarious. I was dying. Um, so was it a good story too, or was it just pure comedy? Well, I mean, it's the story takes some interesting turns. Like uh, Queen Latifah <laughs> plays a uh, like a like a gossip columnist, but like a celebrity, like a TMZ type thing. Like her website's called Sasha's secrets. So there's like, ten- there's just tension about her maybe releasing like a picture. <laughs> Perez Hilton. Yeah. Um, so there's some interesting stuff with that. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is pretty funny in it. Uh, I recommend it. I don't really have too much more to say, especially since I'm the only one who saw it, but what, what star rating did you give it? Four out of five. Nice. Very solid. If you're looking for, a consistently funny comedy. You should go see this before it's gone. I don't know how well it's doing. I haven't looked into it, but I don't see. I haven't seen too many people talking about it. So yeah. Um, but I mean, anyway, I saw the preview for this and thought, no. I never saw the preview. I just I heard that it was getting good either. reviews. But definitely recommend it. You guys would like it. I you guarantee made you a better choice like by seeing that over over Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. <laughs> yeah, as much as I want to oh, see Dark Tower, I just Sutter <laughs> segue. <laughs> well, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen no. it? No. <laughs> no, I was either going to see Dark Tower or this, and I was like, ah, it seems like Dark Tower is pretty bad. Yeah. It's probably going to be a better use of my time to see Girls Trip. So. I'm just going to rewatch Wanted. <laughs> uh, okay. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Uh, what did I watch? Oh, you know what? We didn't get to talk about last 
podcast. Oh, Moon, right? Was Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys <clears throat> loved it. I've only seen it once. I did not. I've seen it twice. I did love it. Really like it, even. Like would be a strong word. Wow. Yeah. So what did you dislike? Okay, I had pretty high expectations, just because it has good reception, yeah. and it has Kevin Spacey and whoever that and main Sam Rockwell. Is. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I'm not Who really... Who doesn't love Sam Rockwell? I don't really know a lot about him or care. <laughs> what else is he in? Seven Psychopaths. Did we hype this up for you too much during our sci-fi bracket? No, because I was already interested in seeing it. Yeah. My, uh, my friend Kristen and I have been planning on doing a sci-fi night for forever, and Moon was already on our list as oh, what we were okay. going to watch, and she was like out of the country for half the year, and I saved this movie. And we watched it together, and we were both so bored. Really? Her too? Had she never seen it before? No, she'd never seen it. And we both love sci-fi. We're like, we are predisposed to enjoy this movie. Sure. But, man, I wish, honestly, I wish I could remember more of it. But uh, they don't flesh out any of the more interesting ideas. Like, you've got two clones of each other living in the same place, and they figure out together that, that one of them, or that you you just die at the end of your stint on this on this place because you you're like controlled by a big corporation and they don't really react very logically to it uh some of the escape plan stuff that they come up with it just doesn't make any sense uh i don't know why kevin spacey is in this movie he plays the voice of the the robot why you don't get mad about that dog (laughs) What? There should Vin have been Diesel's way more with that fucking robot. <laughs> you think he's going to be like some sinister thing, and oh. then nothing comes out of that at all. I think you're you're playing too much into the movie. I don't know, man. I just thought it was like pretty... I, I thought they could have done so much more with, with the ideas that they I had. I haven't seen it in a while, so it's hard to defend, but I do remember it being very impressive from like a budgetary standpoint yeah i guess so they didn't have it didn't look like they had a ton to work with but it looked good for considering how much they had to work with it looked okay you didn't think the space stuff looked good i think it was i don't know the budget but i know it was like it's only a couple million i think they they only leave the station a couple times did duncan jones do uh source code too yeah okay that movie's dope too i haven't seen it really Mm -mm. you would like it have you seen source code tom uh, no. You know what it is? No. It's the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. It's like it's a virtual thriller. reality type thing, thriller. It's good. Mm. Okay. I like it a lot. Okay. Same director. As Budget me. was five mil. It's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. But, man, that's a bummer. I thought you would really like it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It makes me curious to rewatch it, because I've only seen it the one time back when it came out. There, there are just no real, like, emotional payoffs or... Uh, I don't know. There's just no there there. You know, there's nothing happening. <laughs> there's nothing there. The poster's Again, really cool. Have you seen the poster? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, I probably it would have been better if I could have talked about this more recently after watching it. But oh, right. But again, so unremarkable. I don't even remember what I didn't like about it. <laughs> Bummer. Huh. Okay. Travis, do you have a lot of stuff to talk about? Or? Um, I have quite a few, but I can be quick. Okay, because I... What do I have? I only have like one or two things. I'll, like I'll do a couple. Yeah, go ahead. So I finally decided to get caught up on the Marvel movies I missed. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Still need to see Civil War, but I saw Thor The Dark World and Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. 
I actually liked Dark World quite a bit. Uh, it's directed by one of the guys who's involved with Game of Thrones, and you can definitely feel that a little bit. Um, I like the sense of humor, and it was pretty entertaining throughout, and it didn't get bogged down in the story like Age of Ultron does. <laughs> and um, this one gets a lot of shit. I know it's considered like one of the worst ones, but I would put it in like the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I would say it's solid. Solid entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you like it more than the first Thor movie? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen either of the Thor movies. And I can't recall any of the action sequences, like, standing out, but I remember... I don't remember disliking too much about the movie, but it never did anything, like, too memorable. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, before you move on from Marvel... No. Oh. We, or did I'm you not have... moving on. I have Age of Ultron to go. Oh, okay. Well, Sarah and I started... Uh, Civil War. Watched about 10 minutes of it, and I turned it off. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think I hate the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Like, you like them on the standalone, but together you don't like it? Because you like the Marvel movies, right? Or some of them? Or... Just a couple of them. You love Spider-Man really. Homecoming. Yeah, loved it. thought <laughs> it was great. Um, Guardians? It, yeah, Guardians. Awesome. This movie? Bad. Just bad. I did the same thing with the, with the first Avengers movie. But you gave it I turned 10 it off minutes. after like 15, 20 minutes. We, I can't do it, man. The the I feel like you got to give at least the the first Avengers like an, a half hour or so before you give. Maybe, up. maybe. It could have been too that I could tell that Sarah was hating it. But <laughs> yeah. But like the action wasn't very cool or fun. There were a you bunch of like dumb little that, moments. So the opening action sequence in Civil War uh-huh. is pretty bad. It's like the snow thing, right? No, or am no, I thinking it's that Age of Ultron? Okay. They're in like uh-huh. a <laughs> desert, or, or like a, not a desert, they're in uh, like a Middle Eastern city or something, or it's, I don't know, it's, uh, there's like an outdoor market that they're running through, and I don't know, there was just this moment where Scarlett Johansson, someone has like a bomb or something in their hand. And he gets shot in the head and he drops the bomb and she, from just like a standing position, just leaps like 10 feet in half a second and catches it right before it hits the ground. And I was just like, that was the stupidest thing. She just was <laughs> so stupid. Even though she's supposed to be a superhero, I, was, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm right there with you with crapping on the Marvel movies, but we got to get excited for Infinity War. 100% IMAX. Oh, yeah. Gotta Fine. change my tune. Is the it next... really 100% yes, IMAX? Oh, it's supposed shit. To be. The next two are supposed to be... Because they're supposed to be like a part one and two. No, I thought they axed that. Isn't no. They're not doing two anymore. I don't. I thought they were. I think, I they, I think they're just doing the one now. Well... I don't know, but... Last I heard, 100% IMAX. That's cool. How many Birdman heroes are there? Mm, quite a few. Because there was another bird guy. <laughs> yeah, in, what's that guy's name? Civil War. The one, Anthony Mackie. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah, he's in Detroit. Thunderbird or Thund- Hammer Wing or <laughs> Bird superheroes are so stupid. They look ridiculous. Not Birdman. No, that hey, but that was supposed what to be was uh, Michael Keaton's character. Birdman. No, no, no. In Spider-Man oh, Vulture. Homecoming. Vulture. He was mm-hmm. cool oh, looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Vulture was cool. Yeah. I don't know. He was less birdie though. He just had wings. There's, yeah, sweet there's jacket, too many yeah. superheroes. Yeah. I'll give you that. And all right, so, all right. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it. You go on. Well, Move there's on. also Archangel <laughs> from X Men. Oh, I mean, I don't know if he's a bird, but he has wings. So yeah, Age of Ultron. Not very. It sucks. Good. It's yes. one of the worst Marvel movies for sure. And it sucks because 
I thought Avengers was really cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it since the theater, but it definitely hit the spot. It's good. When I saw it the first time. Uh, The opening is total fan service of Age of Ultron. It just throws you right into an action sequence. It gives everyone a few seconds of action. So you're just like, oh, yeah, we're on board, baby. Mm -hmm. All the Avengers just kicking ass the first 10 minutes. But I'm pretty sure that was like one of the main criticisms of the first movie was that it was boring the first half hour. Mm. So this whole movie is total fan service and it's boring as shit and it gets bogged down in the plot. Oh my God. It's nonsensical. I have no idea what the fuck happened in this movie. James Spader as the, yeah, right. I was just like, don't care. And once I I check out of a movie, I check out like you lost me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had the same experience. And then James Spader is like the weird Iron Man. Well, he's like the main villain. Yeah, but it's basically like a, a, an Iron Man suit, right? Yeah, it, like it's like he becomes he's like an AI that becomes self aware or something. That's something Ultron, like that. right? Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't very interesting, and mm. I just don't like James Spader. He's good in um, Crash. No, that movie's garbage. Cra- what Crash is awesome? That. Having sex with cars? Not with cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I don't know. There's just something about him I don't like. I. He's the worst stuff in the is it office. His lips? No, it's secretary. He's good. In that. I don't like that. I've seen it twice. Didn't like it. Really? And I've seen sex lives and videotapes twice. Didn't like it. Oh, I haven't seen There's that. There's just one. something off about How about him. the blacklist. No, I haven't seen that. But <laughs> that looks terrible. Yeah, I'm sweet not hat interested. though. Sweet hat. Um, yeah, nothing really stood out in Age of Ultron like it does in the Avengers. Like I remember more of the Avengers than I do Age of Ultron. And you just saw it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty sad. And. I prefer them all working together as a team. Like this one deals with the whole like internal conflict stuff. And that's what leads into civil war, right? Civil war does a way better job of that. Okay. Cause I love civil war. Yeah. I did not care about like anything. Get out of here. It was like the worst 10 minutes. Ever <laughs> ever <seen. laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Age of Ultron sucks. I agree. End of story. Hmm. I only have one thing to talk about, so I don't know how much you have left on. Oh, just a couple things. You We're at an hour mark. One? You guys want to start talking slower? Or no, We're only at an hour? <laughs> yeah. Well, it could just be a quick episode. Yeah. Well, I have had to replace my uh, my TV watching since I finished some shows recently. Mm-hmm. I rewatched all of season one of One Punch Man, which was a great decision. Bob's Burgers, we're all caught up with that, sort of, or we don't have access to some of those those middle seasons so i'm on rick and morty now how is it cruise through the first season I've so quickly heard so many good things about it's it it's great like you I have to, to watch i it. think you have to watch more than one episode yeah because i think i watched one or two and then yeah i don't think chelsea was into it so we moved on it takes a full episode to get used to like the gross out stuff and um just the grandpa character who's always burping and drooling and stuff he's disgusting uh <laughs> But once you figure out what what the humor is, then it's great. Anyway, I won't I won't say any more about it. But uh, loving that show. Glad I have another two seasons to watch. And then I finally watched through the whole thing of uh, Everybody Wants Some. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that you never finished it. Yeah, that's from last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really liked it. Liked Ooh, it a lot I, more once great. I. I think I needed to know what I was, what to expect a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So going through it the second time was, was awesome because I wasn't looking for like a, 
plot. <laughs> and the, the first time I was waiting, I was like, so what, what is the, what's, what's the conflict going to be? But yeah, it's pretty much really just happens. a weekend at college. Yeah. Just I mean, it's similar out. to, I mean, a lot of Linklater's movies are like that, especially mm-hmm. Days of Confused. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's more of like a character ensemble than an actual yeah. story that has, and I mean, I, there is a, you know, a through line, like it's a weekend, they're getting ready for the baseball season, but that's not really. No, there's hardly any baseball. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not very significant. I do like the baseball stuff. <laughs> yeah, it like was when they good. finally get to it, like. Mm-hmm. I would have, yeah, I would have taken a little more, but. <laughs> yeah, but that cast, the ensemble, like you said, I mean, that's what the movie is, and they nail it. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that cast is great. Yep. Even the ridiculous guy, mostly who I found mostly, unknown too. Like, yeah, that ridiculous pitcher, I I had a hard time. I was like, just get this guy out of the movie. He's so stupid. But then the second time, I was He's loving so it. Funny. I was like, He's this so dude is funny. fucking hilarious. <laughs> what does he order at the a screwdriver? At the bar? A man's drink. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't drink a screwdriver? <laughs> Everyone I know drinks a screwdriver. <laughs> oh, that's really good. You rewatched it, right, Matt? Yeah, I've seen it like three times. Did, I own it. Hold up? Oh, yeah. Sweet. I love that movie. Because I feel like when we saw it in the theater, it was just like hitting the sweet spot. Yep. Yeah, it was great. It was the, awesome. the best scene in that movie is when they're all getting stoned and uh, the dude with the beer is talking about the, the music. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I really like that guy, and he was in an episode of Black Mirror. So, oh, was he? Yeah, that was. It's a really good episode. And um, so, when I saw him in this movie and recognized him for that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this guy. I want to see him in more things. He's a great character." <laughs> when he's he's in the nude and he's like, he's <laughs> uh, visualizing himself pitching. We're talking about the guy with the long blonde hair, right? Yeah. Longer blonde hair. It's at the first party at the house. Yeah. And all the guys are like trying to get with chicks and they go into the room to like see if anybody's in there so they can have sex. And then he's in there naked with his eyes closed and he's like, strike through. (laughs) He's got (laughs) candles lit and stuff. Uh, Yeah. That was a a really fun movie. I give it four stars. Only four? It could be four and a half. That's a five for me. Yeah, I think I gave it a five too. Yeah, I think it was on my top ten. Yeah, it was definitely on mine. It was like five or six on mine, I think. Oh, but the girlfriend—it's the same actress as uh, Vampire Diaries. Uh, and the second I saw her, I was like, Vampire oh, Academy. Uh, yeah, mean? Vampire Academy. I was like, no, <laughs> she's really good in it, though. I love her in that. She's movie. fine. She just... also liked one of my tweets. So. Oh snap! Yeah. All right. Forever loved. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um. Cool. Uh, I'll just I'll just talk about the get my thing out of the way. Uh, I finally watched that uh, Amanda Knox documentary, the the Netflix uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, I had a basic understanding of the whole Amanda mm-hmm. Knox thing, but I had never followed it that closely. So it was interesting to try and get like the full picture and just how fucked up that whole thing is and all the crazy twists and turns it took. Um, it. I feel like it kind of has an agenda. Like, it tries to make Amanda Knox come off a little bit more sympathetic than she maybe should. Mm. I feel like, even though the movie went out of its way to make you try and be on her side, I still feel like she she's involved in that shit somehow. Like, she, she there's too much, like, too many inconsistencies in the story, too much weird. Like, the only reason that she got off was because there was no actual DNA that it could link her definitively to the crime scene wasn't there a ton of dna in that room there was it wasn't hers so her dna was on the handle of a knife 
I think. And then the person, the roommate who was killed, there was like a trace amount of DNA on the actual blade. But then they like reviewed the evidence and apparently the amount of DNA that was on the blade could have just been like skin flakes Mm, or something. mm -hmm. Like it was, it couldn't have been like blood or something. Indeterminable. And of course her DNA was on the handle because it was a knife in her apartment, you know, like. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting. I didn't love it. I mean, that's the one that is like the Netflix special, right? Yeah, it's a Netflix original documentary. Um, It's a it's a quick watch. It's interesting if you're into true crime stuff. And I mean, it's especially relevant. It's especially relevant for us because she's from here, and they do go like they go to her family's house here in Seattle, and like Killer Among Us. mm -hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. She seems like a scared to see her on the street. (laughs) (laughs) She seems like a nice person. Her her life is just like. Yeah, she's a nice person who fought, just killed somebody. Made maybe the wrong decision. Yeah, you know, everyone, you know, every once in a while, you kill someone and you regret just it. Get and, that urge. Yeah, you know? you know. I mean, she just spent like four years in prison or something. I don't know. When I was watching it, I remember finishing and being like, I don't know what I think. Yeah, I mean, it. it that's part of why i don't think it's that effective because it's just like well guess we'll never know yeah, what happened yeah. you know like that's like kind of the way that these true crime things go these days yeah, yeah. serial season one yeah and making a murderer <laughs> well making a murder it's fucking clear as day that the cops fucking oh, flame the shit oh out yeah of <laughs> but also what's his face is sketchy as sketchy as shit Brendan Dassey, like 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 his nephew, or no, no, who? the nephew definitely get that guy out of jail. He's out now. He they yeah. out now. Yeah, yeah, that dude is he's chill. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> he's cool. I'm worried about the main guy. We're cool. He, mm. he oh yeah no he's, but still like it. Hmm. Have you guys watched That's... the Paradise Lost documentary? No, I want to. Uh, There's three of them, right? Yeah, they're good. Um, I think I like the first one the best, but what's on that Amazon? one about? It's about the West Memphis killer, West oh. Memphis three, or you know, like the three kids who got murdered in the woods. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. They were uh, they spent like a long time in prison uh, wrongfully, like they didn't actually commit the crime. Oh, yeah, and the um, sanitarium is used heavily in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I I like it when you have uh, like some closure. That's why the Robert Durst. Um, thing oh, from God. hbo is oh. so satisfying i just got the chills just thinking about the end of that show i know fuck that's such a good show oh, got the burping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's like the inspiration burp. for rick and morty <laughs> like they when they like played that audio back they must have been like this this did not happen like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me it ends with him saying i killed them i killed them all like <laughs> what <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah. Dude, he was oh, just so good. He's just taking a piss. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy at work who always talks under his breath. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's probably out. doing that too. Oh, my God, I dude. I that creeps all. me out. I chopped him up the into little bits. I know, right? He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't um, wash his hands either. Yeah, I know. God. Yes. And I also heard he's. He'll. Uh, sneak snacks from other departments if they're out so oh he's definitely a kid diddler for sure just look at that guy (laughs) (laughs) 
how old is this gentleman you're describing? It's probably 50s, 40s probably. Or 50s, yeah. Late 40s, early 50s, if I had to guess, yeah. yeah. Socially, like, awkward as hell. Yeah. Older guys that don't wash their hands are, like, trouble. When I see that, I'm like, this guy. Shifty. <laughs> I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust this guy at all. If I see some, like, 20-year-old not wash his hands, I'm like, douchebag. But then yeah. I see an old dude, I'm like, ugh. You've been a douchebag you know for better. a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff got weird probably around 35 for you. Damn. <laughs> um, Don't even want to know. Oops. Whoa, that settle down. Fidget spinner down. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but that's the only other thing I watch. I've mostly just been watching It's Always Sunny as usual. But mm-hmm. So I as a segue, you want to give us an things. update on have uh, you watched any more It's Always Sunny? Or? A few more episodes. Yeah? I'm on season two now at least. Okay, so Frank is in the show now? Yep. It's it's a, it's good. Did you watch the one where they go to the strip club yet? Yes, that one's awesome. Yeah, All of those when he pretends he's like gems. the Vietnam vet. Yeah, Charlie, you don't box in a vet, Frank. You don't box in a vet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. All right, I have. A few things, like seven or so. I'll try and be quick, and maybe I won't talk about them all. But uh, I watched The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Do you guys know anything about this? Isn't that a song? Or about him? That's The Devil Went Down to Georgia. It's a documentary about (laughs) a guy named Daniel Johnston. And he's like a... He's a musician, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, didn't he write Devil Goes Down to Georgia? I don't know. He might have. I don't. I didn't know anything Sounds about it. Right. I just always heard this was a good documentary, oh, so I okay. checked it out. Sure. Um, do you guys know the story about him? Like he's like uh, he has a mental illness. He's like a manic depressive genius. So he is an artist. Yes, he's incredibly talented musician and artist. But there's definitely a screw loose, and it goes through like his whole childhood and you're stereotyping him slightly getting famous <laughs> and. Um, he could, yeah, that's like all he wanted to do was write music and play music. Like he didn't want to go to church. He didn't want to be a part of like the family activities. He was just like down in his basement creating shit, and that's where he could get his escape. Um, but he could write a song like in minutes, and they're lyrics that only like a certain person could think of. Like they're fucking weird, but they're interesting. Um, it was really good though, and um, it gets into him like struggling with his mental illness and then he starts to like believe in the devil and how the devil's out to get us and he starts like preaching that like while he's performing and stuff and it just it's pretty sad but also very like insightful um but i didn't even realize he was so he was around during the time of kurt cobain Mm. and kurt cobain even wore a t-shirt of his like in a bunch of interviews photo shoots shows and i think that's how he got a lot of recognition mm-hmm. but he was someone who was like on the verge of something huge but then once he got signed to a major label no one really bought his stuff so it was almost like the idea of him was bigger than he actually was did did it inspire you to listen to any of his music i did and i listened to it for maybe like 15 minutes and I <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> what kind of music does he do it's just like like a single guitar and it's like lo-fi like, yeah. uh yeah rock music mm-hmm. i guess yeah i guess it would be considered rock but it's usually just him playing like an acoustic guitar and singing a bunch of nonsense an acoustic guitar <laughs> yeah yeah acoustic how else would you say acoustic 
Acoustic? Mm, no. Acoustic? That's a pool. Saying it was one word. <laughs> hey, you said a sneak draft earlier, and I didn't correct you. A sneak draft? It's a snake draft. I said snake draft. If you said sneak. Well, then that you was snake, that was a slip. Yeah. Just sneak draft. Hey. It's acoustic. It was a, a sleep. <laughs> it's definitely acoustic. One time I said uh, discography. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, their whole discography is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but that, that was when I was in, like, junior. Their filmography. <laughs> yeah. my, his, his filmography. Their is bibliography. <laughs> One of my favorite bands is uh, Converge. And I got into them when I was in high school, but I had never actually heard the name said. So I went to a record store in Bellingham to pick up their new album. And I was like, hey, you guys got the new Converge album? Uh, no. And he was like, what? I was like, Converge. And he's like, you mean Converge? And I was like, yeah. That. Never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Converge. Uh, yeah. you have fucking Converge or not? Converge. <laughs> uh, cool. So where did you watch it? That's how I say it, Matt. Okay. Acoustic. Right. Acoustic? We're not trying yes, to. it's acoustic. We're not trying to accuse you of anything. It's, very, <laughs> it's a very subtle difference, though. Like I say, bagel instead of bagel. That's a colloquial thing, though. Clo- uh, colloquial. Your guys' vocabulary is just. It's like on a, uh, a local um, <laughs> dialect, sort of. Yeah, it's oh. like words or specific words or the way a word is pronounced. That's specific. Yeah, I say pillow too. Okay, what? I say fun of for that. Um, I say pillow. Milk. Uh, I say I don't say milk. I'm not a monster. Um, Whatever. I say pretty bad. Pyramid instead of pyramid. Oh, that's what weird. pyramid. That is not How about a colloquialism. Yeah, the Great Pyramids. Huh? The Great this, Pyramids. This is the Great Debate. Caramel or caramel? It's caramel. Okay. Uh, okay. Depends on the circumstance. What? What yeah. if you're with your lady? It's caramel. <laughs> no. If you want, if you want some caramels. Mm-hmm. Caramel. But if it's something that's like a flavor, uh, it's caramel. Mm interesting distinction if it's a if it's a flavor additive then it's caramel if it's just the thing it's a caramel do what you want tom it's caramel all the way <laughs> i never say caramel so okay stupid. good yeah too fancy too uppity yeah <laughs> fuck those people i hate that um and they then... can just go in it, people who eat caramels are the ones who say caramel <laughs> <laughs> i say uh capture instead of capture that is capture, the capture the flag yeah and you're capture the flag <laughs> you're a mess you're I've all never, over the place matt guys those, it's just like four capture, words <laughs> capture some flag capture the ketchup you don't say cats up do you know anyone that says cats no, up? that's weird yeah. my stepmom does but i almost think it, she does it knowingly like as a joke yeah just to piss people off yeah sounds like the worst pretty much okay <laughs> back to movies i watched the walk the movie from a couple years ago based off the documentary you recently watched, Matt. Wasn't that from last Man year? It was from last year, wasn't it? I think it was or from end of 2015. I think it was 2015. Joe Golev, right? Yep. JGL. Joe Golev. I don't know anyone it's, else I'm who still says, waiting for it to pick I up. I don't know anyone else who says that. <laughs> no, it'll catch on. Don't worry. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed I missed this in the theater, even though I didn't really like it that much. Because <laughs> hmm. I feel like the spectacle of it would have really shined in the theater. Well, it's 3D too, right? Yeah. So I watched it on Blu-ray. I rented it from Redbox. Um, the whole walk scene on the wire is awesome, but it would have probably been even better in the theater. But everything before that is not interesting or not very good. Is that Ron Howard? No, who, who it was, directed uh, it? Zemeckis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So George Gordon-Levitt, he plays the main guy. Really? And he, the whole story structure, I didn't really like either. 
he narrates the whole story from the top of a building. So he's like the Twin Towers are in the background and he's he's basically narrating the movie and then it goes into flashbacks of the story. He's, is he talking to the camera? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah, it's almost like an interview of him. But oh, like gross. the character up top of right. the building. And I didn't really like his French accent that he used. I was just going to say, is bad. it as bad as it is in the trailer? Yes, okay. it's bad. And also... He has something going on. I think he might have been like partly CG'd or maybe they tried to make him look like the other guy a little bit. Kind of like what like they did in Looper. Looper. Yeah. So that was weird too. Um, yeah, I didn't really like anything about this movie except Jesus. the walk part. Hmm. And that was just from a pure visual level. Right. It was just boring. I mean, I feel like it didn't need to be made. Like making a fictionalized version of that story is just—it's not as interesting. It's already such an incredible yeah. story, like and they're, they're, like it was documented. Like there's footage of it yeah. happening. Like why do you need to dramatize it? Right. It's already so fucking dramatic. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is, doesn't seem like a movie that needs to be made. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's cool. Well, and I don't know, like that story is interesting, like very interesting. But I feel like it's only interesting to someone who's into that kind of shit. Like, he gets off on that. And I know it's a big deal to, like, tightrope across those towers. But to me, like, I would never be interested in doing anything like that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be interested in doing that either. Are you fucking crazy? It's no like, uh, it's kind of like the, like, thrill seeker type thing. Like I'm mm, absolutely not a thrill seeker. People are super into snowboarding and skiing and shit like that. But, like, stuff like that I'm not really into. And stuff like this would probably be more interesting to those types of people than me right i'm into pizza and jerking yeah. off that's right. what i'm into. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dude have you ever I'm... done it between the two towers though oh, oh now thought, we're talking too bad ask i can't now ate pizza and jerked off at the same time <laughs> that's, that's where i thought you were going too but <laughs> all right uh, well that's a given moving right along here i watched uh wages of fear i won't say too much about it but uh it's the basically the same story of sorcerer, sorcerer yeah. travis can just tell when i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> from my blank stare <laughs> it just makes eye contact and then starts explaining is this it's the, that movie uh <laughs> it's the first wages of fear or the wages of fear remake i didn't know there was a remake wasn't there? It, I don't know. It's well, Sorcerer is kind of a remake of Wages. But of I Fear. thought there, or maybe they, maybe they're currently they're, remaking Wages of Fear. Yeah, and Ben Wheatley was rumored to be the. Director, oh, maybe that's what which it would is. Be okay, huge, but it won't be better than Sorcerer. Nothing will. No, it's like top five of all time. The first <laughs> thing tons. that comes up when you type Wages of Fear is Sorcerer, oh, not okay. Wages of Fear. Well, anyway, so this is, I think, from, like, the 50s or 60s. It's really good, but it's not as good as Sorcerer. Uh, I think Sorcerer's more tense. It has a better score. It's more visually pleasing. Um, Ooh, pleasing. Yes. And it doesn't get into the whole psychological stuff or the prologue that Sorcerer does as well, which mm -hmm. are two things that I really like about Sorcerer. Um, it has a very ironic ending, kind of like something that happens in Sorcerer, if you guys remember. Mm -hmm. oh it's on the tip of my brain but well like the explosives what happens to characters like... no what happens to uh two of the characters towards the end of the movie i don't remember spoilers for sorcerer i thought they just like fear. hung out well they, they run there. over a like a bump that basically kills them but oh a bump <laughs> like 
they died from something so insignificant, but they like got through the bridge, they got through all that, like yeah. just fine. And then they die over such like an insignificant moment. Oh, two of the characters. There's, right. there's two trucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ending of sort or Wages of Fear is very similar to that, but it plays way more. It almost like comical in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I almost laugh like what the fuck. <laughs> Overdid it a little bit, huh? Well, I think it might have just been the time because it was oh. like from the fifties or sixties, but fifties, yeah. nineteen fifty-three to be exact. The movie was made in fifty-three. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was just looking at it. So yeah, it probably gets wow. a little bit of bonus points just for that. But huh. it, like I said, it's really good. It's just not as good. Should as not Sorcerer. give bonus points to older material. <laughs> Why not? They're working in, in different eras. It's harder to make movies back then than it is. I don't give bonus points if somebody like built their house without using any machines. (laughs) 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 Doesn't make it a better house, man. Let's not get into this right now. Okay. Save it. Building houses. Special spinoff podcast. How about like a drawing of something versus just like a image that was printed? Ooh. Like, are you impressed by someone recreating a drawing of something? Or is it just like, no, the original image is just as good, not better? I don't know, man. Is a cave painting, like, <laughs> better than, <laughs> like, a Van Gogh painting? you got to give them credit, man. Look <laughs> what know, they were dude. working with. Stone and Like a stone. small brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. Um couple more these are some newer releases though so i watched landline at tom's Ooh. local theater oh amc 10 whatever dine yeah. in seattle what'd you think of it the theater or mm-hmm. the movie both start with the theater theater was cool not as good as some of the other theaters i've been to it's not as nice you guys say it's really nice but it's not i as, think it's pretty nice it's pretty not nice. as nice as like Factory, I would say, as far as like the seats go. I haven't been to. Factory. I do like that it's twenty one and up though. Yeah, that's so really nice. Cool. I've never had a bad experience there. Well, I did, and it was my first experience. So the projector was <laughs> fucking up. Oh. So the first suck. five or ten minutes, it was skipping every few minutes, not a lot, but like enough to notice where like the dialogue would sound kind of robotic, like yeah, the sound would get distorted. Yeah. So the they cut the movie off after like five or ten minutes some of the, one of the employees walked in and said we're trying to figure out the issue with the projector uh we'll restart in a minute and hopefully it's fine so they restarted the movie from the start and then kept doing it but in different spots it didn't it maybe did it like a handful of times throughout the movie but it was still noticeable so that kind of sucked they didn't bring you a beer no they did nothing for us and i i wanted to complain after the movie but part of me just wanted to get out of there mm. And so I emailed AMC, and I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> I bet they would have done something for you before it was AMC. True. Back when they were just good old Sundance. Yeah, but the the movie itself was good. Um, it's hard to... I would compare this to something like The Big Sick, but it's hard to compare or compete with something like The Big Sick because it's just done so well. Um, I really like Jenny Slate in it. She's uniquely funny. Like She has some very funny moments in it. Is this the same director as uh, Obvious Child? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sarah saw this movie and was very underwhelmed. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She said Obvious Child was way better. I remember, I would probably put them on like the same plane. Mm. One thing she said was that they missed like tons of opportunities to be actually funny, like hilarious scenes that could have happened that didn't. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't that funny, but mm-hmm. there was a few funny moments that I feel like only Jenny Slade could give us. <laughs> I really like her. She's good. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I love her. And I, I like the family dynamic a lot. It kind of presents like a modern family with like uh, divorced parents and mm-hmm. how to deal with that and live with that. And um, it doesn't feel like anything new. It feels familiar to other dramas like this. And also the title... I don't feel like it really plays into the movie other than like the setting of it being in the 90s because it's called Landline, but there's not much to do with a telephone. So it's just kind of weird that it was called that. Yeah. Maybe but it was a metaphor, I don't, bro. I don't really get mad about <laughs> titles of movies. A metaphor, you want to explain what that might be? <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't see the movie. No. Maybe she had something that was like her landline. No, mm. I don't think so. Get to read between the lines, Travis. Landline. There was nothing between them, <laughs> but no, it, it was Peaks good. Valleys, but man. it wasn't. It wasn't great. Okay. Cool. Um, I have a couple more. Do you have any left? Ones? I got one more. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll take a break. Speaking of good, not great. Um, <laughs> Colossal. Oh yeah, you texted us about that. Yeah. Um, weird movie. It's very weird. Definitely. Movie. Really weird. Um, the performances were. Okay, they were fine. Um, the monster idea was a great idea. I loved it. I thought it was really cool and funny. Clever. Uh, character motivations, a little bit less clear. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis just goes <laughs> off the rails. And uh, I don't know. That... I think we're meant to believe that he was like crazy the whole time. He just wasn't. He was coming across as like yeah. a very amiable. But he'd been living that way for years and years. It's mm-hmm. not like he had a basement full of dead animals or something. Um, He's a jerk. I yeah. fucking hate him. I like I hate his character in that movie. I also don't really like Jason Sudeikis that much, so he kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but Mm. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it was interesting. I just, I didn't love it. There were scenes where I was like really just taken out of the the movie and was just sort of like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Like, where are we going with this? Like the bar scene where the the ex-boyfriend shows up and then Sudeikis just goes off and starts like throwing chairs around and lights off fireworks in his own bar and stuff. I was just like, what? Are yeah, we that was pretty doing crazy. here. I feel like that movie is ripe for a rewatch because it's just so strange. Mm-hmm. Like maybe on a second time, you can kind of piece together what exactly it's is definitely going to go up or down on a rewatch. I don't That's think true, yeah. I don't think there's enough to piece together. It's not like I missed things. I just didn't yeah. really line up very well. Uh, it gets bonus points though, right? For being so clever. <laughs> original no yeah i honestly i think it did yeah i you said not to give bonus points though really well for that's for an old movie yeah an old okay, movie we can give bonus points in other areas mm-hmm. of, okay. sure for a novelty <laughs> you could make the same argument for older movies yeah <laughs> whatever <clears throat> uh okay. i hadn't really thought out that argument before i started to make it so that's <laughs> fine we'll revisit it um yeah i don't know it, it, it was cool but not great i wouldn't really recommend it although it did get a passing grade for me mm. yeah cool i'd probably say the same i think that the well it's getting into personal territory but I, I do feel like the people who love it are overpricing it a bit 
Yeah, you know, because uh, some people are saying it's like one of the best movies of the year. I think it it's might still be in my top ten. Really, or fr- maybe fringe top ten, but it's unclear. Also, what like the parallels were supposed to be between her alcoholism and the monster, or if there was even supposed to be a parallel. None of that clicked the way I wanted it to because at the very end of the movie there's a moment that involves alcohol where it's like did we did we learn a lesson or did we not learn a lesson <laughs> what what exactly was the lesson here you know what I mean yeah totally I'm fine with not learning lessons as long as it works in this case I don't think it did I hear you Tom fair enough um real quick I don't really have that much to say but I did rewatch Joe Dirt and it kills. Yes. Movie fucking sucks. No. That movie is no. so bad. I think it might it's be bad. so bad. I feel like bad. nostalgia would be huge with that movie for me. I love that movie oh, when okay. I was younger. No, it did not work. Joe Dierte is just not funny anymore. It's yeah. it's like offensively okay. bad. It's fucking awful. I fell asleep it, with maybe a third of the way to go. It's like, not funny. It's offensive. Is that why you don't like it? No, it's not. It's offensively bad. Okay. It's. I mean, there are. There is some so, stuff that's offensive. Kid Rock's presence is offensive. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Whamburger and some French crack. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my god, I can't believe I, I liked no, that movie. No, seriously, that was like legitimately, legitimately one of my favorite comedies growing up. Have you? Yeah, you haven't seen it as an I adult. I haven't seen though? it in a long time. Like at least ten years, probably. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Christopher Walken's kind of funny in it, but I don't really remember Christopher Walken in it. Uh, <laughs> fuck, he's like a janitor, I think. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of funny. I just, I just think he's such a funny character, Joe Dirt. No, like the watch whole it now. Stuff like, is awesome. No, that's the, so stupid. All the things like, when he's naming his favorite bands, and he's like <laughs> Skinner, <laughs> Zeppelin. That's God. Van Halen, he, the, not Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Def Lep. Uh, all the stuff with his guns, or he's oh, like, yeah. that's so stupid. Queer. Yeah, no. <laughs> check one, two. Check one, two. <laughs> you know too many quotes from Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah, dude. That's That was the movie, man. Movie's garbage. No. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I was going to talk about, uh, so Tyler and I watched maybe the first 20 or 30 minutes of Dirty Grandpa after Metallica. Oh, God. I could see why you didn't like it now. Because it's awful. Well, it definitely wasn't hitting the same (laughs) jokes the second time around as it did the first time. But it does make fun of, like, three different things in, like, the first 20 or 30 minutes. Like, it makes fun of gay people, black people, and retards within, like, the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it's... And it doesn't... It's, like, this so, like, over-the-top type humor where it's almost like the dad who doesn't know any better is making these jokes. But it, I could see how it right, could be. Right, because it's not clever or witty. It's right. just mean. Yeah, yeah, Because, like, the, gay, the uh, gay friend starts talking, and then De Niro's response basically, like, that guy sounds really fucking gay. And like, yeah. that's the humor of it. And so like, that stuff's not funny to me. I don't really, well, I didn't watch the whole movie, but, um, I remember really liking Aubrey Plaza's character, just the way she, like her humor is in that movie. And she's, yeah, she's yeah. quite attractive. Dime. <laughs> oh, she's in that new movie coming out. Yeah. Ingrid Goes West. Oh, and the Nun movie. The too. Nun movie is one. I haven't been hearing good in. things about Ingrid Goes West, but I'm so excited to check it out. You haven't? I've, I mean, I've been here hearing mixed things, yeah. but people who like it seem to really like it. Yeah, I just heard it's 
boring. Did that Nuns movie come out yet? Yeah, it's playing at SIP, I think, right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to see that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, let's keep this train rolling. All right. Hey, nice. We're at an hour and a half now. Way to fill out the time, guys. <laughs> so I got three more. I'll talk to briefly, and then I'll touch on another. So I watched, I rented Table 19 and Wilson from Redbox, two smaller indie comedies from earlier this year. Didn't really like either, and both got shit on critically and deservedly so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, table, Remind me, yeah, what's Table 19? Table 19, the story was by Jay and Mark Duplass. It has, like, all the makings of a good movie. Like, it has Anna Kendrick in it, Craig Robinson, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Is it actually uh, by them, or are Stephen they just producers Merchant. on it? They did this, they, like, it's a so story, story by, by and then screenplay two, by someone else. And the, the writer and director, and then... The guy who wrote it is the director. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So it just, I don't think it was that funny. And it's definitely supposed to be a comedy with some dramatic elements. Um, and didn't really have any characters that I really cared about at all. So I checked out pretty quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't very good. I would say skip it. Tyler really liked it, but I thought it was pretty forgettable. His movie taste is so hard to predict. Yeah. Like, I can never, I never <laughs> have any fucking idea what he's going to think of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wilson is kind of like, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, where it's about a character who hates everyone around him, hates the world. Uh, but the whole story about him is trying to connect with his daughter and his ex-wife. It's another Woody Harrelson joint, right? Yeah, which he's actually very bad in this which really? is surprising because he's good to great and like even most in of the stuff that he does. Movie, yeah. yeah and um the tone is just so off in this movie like you it makes you want to sympathize with this character but he's such a shitty person that it's hard to and Ooh, flashbacks to half an hour ago <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and like over time you're supposed to feel for him and stuff but then he like continues to be shitty throughout so i never really got on board with him and i didn't get on board with his character or like the tone of the movie so none of it really worked for me so it was another movie like i kind of checked out of um so yeah two pretty disappointing movies and the the critics got it right (laughs) (laughs) but the critics got it wrong on this one guys the circle (laughs) i forgot you saw that but you haven't seen it yet, so you can't. Not going to see it. Okay. Well, Tom's read the book, so he can talk a little bit about this. But yeah, first. So much about it. So <laughs> I don't know if this is like a Suicide Squad situation where it got shit on so much that I'm trying to champion it a bit. There's definitely mm-hmm. problems with it. Like, again, the tone in this movie doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. The performances are bad, which I find kind of surprising because I thought the director did a good job with the spectacular now as far as performances go. Mm-hmm. They felt very natural, but this one just feels like a cheap thriller at times, and I don't know, like, the, the tone is just off. Who's the lead in it again? It's not Emma Tom Hanks, Watson. But... Oh, oh, right. Yeah, Emma Tom Watson. Hanks is in it, but he's not the lead. I was, yeah, Emma Watson is the one I was thinking I'm starting about. to think I don't like Emma Watson very much. And John, oh, I already knew John Boyega's in this, and he's really good in Star Wars, Star Wars in Detroit, but he's not very yeah, good Attack in this. Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Does Boyega. he play? What character? In Star Wars? No, no, no. In the circle. Oh, he's in Star Wars. Oh, can't imagine who he is in Star Wars. Anyways. He has a pretty small role. He's asking who... Yeah, yeah. It's a small role in the movie. But he's kind of like the guy who 
thinks the circles too much. Like he's on the outside now. Like he was super involved with it, what? but now he's on the outside. Oh. Okay, is there no guy back home? Oh, you're home? asking from like the book perspective, right? Well, yeah, sort of. Is there no guy know. back home that There is. Okay, there is a guy like that. Okay. I forget his name. It's like Miles or something like that. Uh and she just really doesn't like him at least at the start of the movie. Well, they have two different outlooks on life. Like she's yeah. in the tech world obsessed with the circle and all that. All right. And then he's just like I, I thought don't maybe be they part re- of it. Replace that character with John Boyega. No. Which would have been a weird move. No, but yeah, the the character you're talking about, there's something that happens that's like pretty significant towards the end of the movie. Um, but anyways, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Um, that significant event also happens in the book. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Does it involve a bridge? Sure does. Okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> so the stuff I liked about it was the commentary on our current society, like they obsessed with technology mm-hmm. and it is, it's not really anything new. Like I think we're all aware of what's happening and, um, but do we care enough to change anything? Right. And, <laughs> but it also brings up like an interesting point, like how far should we go with technology? Because there's some good out of it, but then there's also some bad. Yeah. I think the biggest thing toward the end of it is like, the idea that politicians should have a camera on them at all times and it should be all public access so you can see everything that politicians do at all times. Right, yeah, and it brings up the whole, like, privacy issue and, like, big brother aspects of it. And, Tom, these are your people, though. I know, right? That Amazon Obsessed with technology, TED Talks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) TED Talks? (laughs) Well, the... uh, TED Talks are the enemy now? All the the Tom Hanks stuff is, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know, uh... It's weird. The format is just weird because like there's some stuff that's like pretty hard sci-fi stuff like Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale or um, some of her other stuff or just basically any sci-fi where you have a technological advancement that makes you rethink society or there's like documentaries that can show what's happening in real life. Yeah. And then there's something like The Circle which is not super believable. Uh, it's talking about things that are real or conceivable in the near future, mm-hmm. but it's like this fictional, dramatized story, and it just doesn't really have the same like punch. impact. It doesn't hit home well, the way that like you're in a world now that has been transformed, or you are watching something in real time with real people, like Ex Machina. Yeah, totally. It's this weird, like, kind of childish alternative to showing. Well, the I feel like the technology. movie should have been more of a satire, and I feel like it's trying to be, but mm-hmm. then it also tries to take itself seriously, and then there's like thriller aspects of it that didn't really work for me. That's why the tonal stuff. Yeah, that's why it's all yeah. over the place. It'd be like if Dan Brown wrote the novel or something <laughs> you know like how am i really supposed to take it seriously yeah and i like dave Eggers, but uh like there there's parts of this movie that i like and that's why i'm praising it is because it got shit on so much but there are definitely issues about it and like i said it, it it's it's presenting something that like we're already familiar with and like you said do we really care because mm-hmm. i don't know if it'll get to this point but if it does like that would be kind of weird and kind of shitty What's your uh, star rating on this bad boy? I gave it three and a half. Okay. I did want to bring up something interesting, though. It was kind of weird. So the movie at one point 
she goes like full circle. I forget the term they call it, but uh, it's where she's live streaming her entire life. She has like a few minutes where she can go to the bathroom where the um, feed shuts off. But other than that, it's she wakes up and, mm-hmm. you know, she she has all of her streamers watching her or whatever. And I thought that was just kind of interesting just because it touches on the whole like Twitch thing or like Snapchat, how people are obsessed with yeah. documenting nothing. Yeah. Like no one fucking cares that you just got out of bed. And, but the people in this movie do care. It's like millions of people are watching this girl basically do nothing. I mean, she does do some like significant things while streaming, but it touches on that. And also like at times there'll be like a text of people's comments in the thread, like the message board of her stream and how insignificant people's comments are, which is like, just like real life. Mm. You know, like people are so rude or like, their comments are just add nothing to the conversation, but it's just like yeah. diarrhea, just like, you know, like Twitter, your thoughts gone in 15 seconds. No one cares about it. <laughs> right. I think probably one of the most convincing things, at least about the book was the expectation of, of other people that are like just forced upon you. It's like, okay, if you want to work at this job, then you need to maintain a social media presence. Yeah. And you need to do this, you need to do that. And it's like, you know, we live in a world where if somebody texts you, you're supposed to text them back, you know, mm-hmm. and well, you don't just have a little bit of space to exist. You know, it, there are a lot of expectations that get placed. upon Right. You. And it's also kind of funny in a way how in the movie they talk about how she should be basically working overtime. But like, that's just what everyone does. Oh, yeah. Just everybody works overtime, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> and then they have them living there. Yeah. And that's like Google. And you like, get we'll do your laundry. For doing okay. like participation events and stuff. So you're just supposed to be like obsessed with your job. And it, it just gets into like the whole like not living to enjoy life or have fun. It's all about just like advancing technology and like just being like smarter, which is good stuff as like humans should do. But there should be a balance. So it does touch on that as well. But the interesting thing I wanted to bring up was that. Have you guys heard of that tweaker live stream in Everett mm-hmm. that's going on? Uh, yeah. Okay. What? So what? So Chelsea, yeah, you haven't heard about this. So yeah. Chelsea's family was talking about this last night, and it made me just think of the circle, which was kind of weird, because they were they were so entertained by this tweaker live stream and how funny it was and entertaining it was, but then also it brought some good out of it as well, because I guess there was two kids living at that um, area and. Um, all the people who are watching the stream were saying, like, someone needs to do something. You should about explain. This. Hold on, this I need is. some bla- some okay. background. What is the, what is the tweaker so there's live a, stream? There's some camera that's set up in Everett. I don't know too much about it. There's, I watched, like, five there's a, of it. Uh, apparently there's a drug problem in Everett. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a local business owner wanted to like shed light on that. So he set up like a live stream of this like encampment of tweakers, and it's called the Tweaker Live Stream. <laughs> So then he's just like 24 hours, just like mm-hmm. fixed camera on this encampment. Waiting for So people have been watching hatch. it and it's blowing up. Yeah, that's the old <laughs> baby giraffe. Like, yeah. It's just like watching this encampment. I hadn't heard about these kids. But, but yeah, anyway, so th- these two kids were shown on the live stream and people were freaking out. Like, you guys need to do something about this. And CPS finally came and took those kids away. So it's showing how like that specific moment in real life showed how this technology can do something good for society but then also like people making fun of these tweakers and watching it for entertainment i I just think is stupid yeah i agree like it's kind of disgusting Mm -hmm. yeah and now those kids can be abused by their foster parents now so they did good (laughs) (laughs) 
there's there's not a perfect solution. I mean, <laughs> well, if those kids would just wear cameras twenty four seven, then we would always we know, would know what's going on. Prevent abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Every slow. Man I think technology. it's gross. People watching that to laugh at it, like at least, like it's. I mean, fun. it's sad. Yeah, like, like homeless. Think it's funny. Homeless but it's people not funny. and druggies can do something funny, and you might walk by and like smirk or laugh at it, but then you move on. But to sit there and watch it for entertainment is kind of weird. No, it's it's fucked up. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if it's just being like selfish, but I would rather watch something else for entertainment. Like that just seems weird. Yeah. To watch that for entertainment purposes, unless you're like incredibly bored, but even then like (laughs) go read a book or something. Like, I don't know. Unless you're really bored, then it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Chelsea was watching it during work, so I don't want to bash on it too much. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I just outed her. You dibs. Edit that out. (laughs) Beep. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. Circle's not as bad as everyone says. All right. Fair enough. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we do our Rotten Tomato thing? Nah. Let's. I think we stretched it out. Let's rot well these enough. tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. So I picked. So what we did is Tom's punishment for not watching Don't Tell the Mom the Babysitter's Dead is we skipped his turn. And so now it's my turn. And I picked Shotgun Stories, because I know you all are a fan of Michael Shannon and, and Jeff, Jeff Nichols. Nichols. So I will say that it's a very low-budget movie, so watch it with a grain of salt. It is very good, though. Is it old? Is it from the 50s? No, no, no. Should I give it bonus points? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably, he, what, he like 2000... It from his mom's womb. <laughs> it's probably, what, like 2007, 2008? Ish, yeah, okay. I think so. Uh, so... Okay. So Matt guessed 82% and Tom Wrong. guessed 86%. Correct. The actual score is 91%. Woo! So Tom wins. Yeah. I almost watched that movie like a month ago. So well, now, now I actually, to. yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. Well, I'll report back next time. Um, yeah, actually follow through, okay? No, uh, no, all this Tom shit. <laughs> Tom, that was your one, one mulligan. Your one okay. folly. <laughs> I just um, want to apologize to the audience. I know they were really looking forward to my review of Don't, yeah. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Baby Sitter's a classic. Time. Yeah. He really disappointed our listeners, Tom. You disappointed yeah. me, that's for sure. <laughs> Most importantly, you can't you even look at me right now, Tom. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> except that. It's just ashamed. Your I just didn't your get around right to it. <laughs> and I wasn't particularly inspired it's, to go out of my way to watch it's like it. That part in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he's like, hey, did you listen to my tape? He's like, I uh, just decided just to live my life. Living my life. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, <Like> asshole. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't gonna... even your movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, next week, it's looking like Tom's probably not going to be joining us. My mouth is gonna be way too full of baguette <laughs> to be talking on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So we will find a replacement. We haven't figured it out yet or who yet but we'll get someone else on the show uh i'm thinking we should do logan lucky for sure and then probably good time i mean i know tom tom will still see that but yeah. i mean it's gonna come out like i want to see both of those for sure i checked i looked at the oh, calendar for sure. <laughs> show. 
I looked at the calendar. There's really not much coming out. Else. So, well, Patty Cakes is coming out too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would like to. Check I know that that's out, playing but... at the Arc Lodge at the end of the month, but it's not going to be there till like August 30th. Right, so we got right. some time. Okay. So anyway, probably looking at Logan Lucky and Good Time on the next episode. Uh, we'll have a guest. Like us on Facebook, Cinephiles Digest. Follow us on Twitter at Cinedigest. Right? No. It's in a file digest. That was real old one. Did mm-hmm. we change that name or change what name? <laughs> Files Digest. I thought we were now Tom's movie <laughs> magic. No, no, no. Matt won, so he gets to keep Cinephiles Digest till next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, send us an email to the inbox. I never remember to check. But I'll try and remember. No, we're gonna check it. Cinephiles Digest at gmail.com. Yeah. If anyone's listening, just just send us an email. Just whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, we'll talk whatever about anything. You want. We'll talk about anything. Doesn't even have to be movie related. Talk about you Ryan Gosling's abs. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't even get <laughs> for <me> an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, shoot us an email, like us on Facebook, tell your friends. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah.